Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is sort of a anniversary show. Jack and I met for the first time ever on election night 2016, so I decided on election night 2020, it's time to revisit Jack, who's on the show all the time, so I guess it's not revisiting. I just wanted to see where the last four years brought him, if he's happy with where he's at, both emotionally and physically. Um... All I can say is it's a very sharp episode in a very, very bad year. Uh, and that's why we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. It's in this podcast description, and it's also on the About page. 2020, election night, Jack Inslee, here we are. I was <laughs> I was getting my knives sharpened. It took much longer than I thought. Four years ago is when we met. We met on Election Day 2016. You were brand new to D.C. Were you even living here yet? Living in Washington, D.C. yet? I was. Okay. And the reason why you came to D.C. is gone due to coronavirus. And now I'm still here. I don't have that job. You're not here. Clearly you don't have that job. You currently have sharpened knives in California (laughs) <laughs> Did the last four years work out in any of the ways you thought it would they would work out? Of course not. Not of um, course not. I mean, after after the election night, did any of the last four years work out the way you thought they would work out? Yeah, I guess. See, there you um, go. Yeah, in some ways, I suppose. COVID's the real curveball, I guess. Yeah. So, like, the kids in cages saw that coming. Global that pandemic... One, yeah. Didn't see that coming, but the response to the global pandemic, you probably should have saw coming. That's right. Yeah. Are you happy? That's a loaded question. No, it's not. (laughs) Mm, I could be happier. Yeah. Has a presidency ever affected your life this much? (sighs) No. Um, I mean... Has it affected me in ways that are not psychological and emotional? I don't know. I'm a 34-year-old white guy. Like, yeah, you but you know. had a job before the global pandemic. I did. And I guess we're assuming that a different president would have handled things differently so so that we didn't fall off a cliff quite yeah, as hard. Exactly. Then, yeah, if we're going <laughs> to use that logic, I guess so. I'm trying to – because it's really just between – W and 45 and, and Trump that's because the Clinton stuff didn't, I mean, it, it, all presidents affect your life for sure. But this dramatically, I think it's this one, right? Of course. And I mean, like the, where, where it really starts to hit is like the anxiety I see in my parents, you know, like mm. how sleepless their lives have become and they're split and they've been split my whole life and they deal with it in different ways. But I mean, just getting calls daily from them and seeing the toll it takes on them psychologically. And again, I, you know, I don't know that it really affects their life practically so much as it is this like mind fuck that they just can't rest. Yeah. Um, or feel proud about being American or hopeful for my life. Um, or, you know, their grandkids lives. And that's been something. Do you have you ever felt proud to be an American? Nah. Okay. Did you ever think you might? Nah. Not even in two thousand eight. Yeah, there was a, a a brief moment where I was proud of this the 
I don't want, I don't know if statement's the right word. Maybe the statement we made as a nation mm -hmm. globally, it felt good. You, you felt prouder to be out in the world as an American. But I don't know that I've ever been full stop proud to be American. If you could live anywhere in the world right now, sharpen knives wherever you go, where would you live? Oh, easy answer, Japan. Yeah, that's cool. Is that yeah. why you got your knives sharpened? Yeah, yeah, I just got back from Tokyo to get my knives sharpened. No, um, Japan for sure. Okay. Why are you doing anything to make that happen? No, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm all right now. You know, I'll say this, like I've been in California and LA now for two months and it really does feel like a different country in many ways, especially the way we vote. Um, there mm -hmm. are so many propositions on the ballot, direct measures that the voters decide, not like we choose who will vote on these measures. Mm -hmm. The measures are just there for us. So Prop 22 is the big one here in California, which basically, if it passes, will allow rideshare apps, Uber, DoorDash, Postmates, etc. It will uh, allow them to keep their employees as contractors in 1099, thus, you know, letting them off the hook and not having to give them employee benefits. Um, and there's so much advertising all over LA, like vote yes on 22 and Uber is paying for all these ads. And they're like, they look like music festival posters and they're like psychedelic and bright in color. And it's like, say yes to gig workers, vote yes to give them health benefit. It's just so misleading and fucked up. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's the first election in my life where I feel like there's something locally at stake that, um, that we kind of have control over in a direct way not in an indirect way. Yeah. So that's cool. And yeah, it feels a little bit like, well, this is maybe this is what it feels like to be in another country. <laughs> yeah. I mean, d clearly in DC, the city went 92% Hillary, 4% other 4% Trump and 16. And I'm from Chicago. I think it's the exact same number. So like we, we don't matter. And the props that we vote on here are pretty pointless. The one, in DC right now is 81. It's about magic mushrooms, the legalization of magic mushrooms. That's about is it, it really? Yeah. But it's one of those things where like, just because it passes doesn't mean it'll actually go through. Right. So who cares? Also the amount, and it's more I of a, it's not nearly as going, it's not nearly going to be impactful the same way 22 is in California. That's a big deal, but yeah, but it's something, I mean, in a place like DC, it's like how you're just fighting over how liberal you want your at-large person to be. Exactly. Which is fine. I'm cool with it, obviously, but it's not, it's not impactful the same way like Georgia might be. Right. Uh, we ended our conversation in 16. I think you were going around DC asking people, what do you think is going to happen? So is that fair? The, the, the majority of my interviews were with women. Um, and I think my question was, what's the significance of the, having the first female president? I mean, it was like so in retrospect, it's just so stupid of yeah. me and yeah, naive. Yeah, you're dumb. So dumb. Um, I did stick around that night doing interviews until 1, 2 a.m. I ended up going to the White House once the results were kind of locked in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that night got dark. Yeah. There were a lot of people from West Virginia that came out to instigate at bars and there were fights and... So you, it's yeah. interesting, you were at the White House on election night 2016, and you were outside the White House on June 1st when peaceful protesters were pepper sprayed for a photo op. I was. So you were at the White House of the most impactful nights of 2016 and 2020. 
Yeah, my 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 brief stint uh, four years in D.C. Those those two were memorable. I I ended up going to the Obama holiday party before that term was up. So I did get to go in the White House during the Obama presidency and got wasted. Um, that was cool. I also did interviews at the inauguration and went a little bit incognito. Are you glad you spent the majority of this presidency in D.C.? <laughs> sure. There's Where else could I have spent that time? Literally anywhere. Oh, man. When I was signing the contract to run the radio station at the hotel, um, it was pre, it was, I guess, during the primaries, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And I made a joke. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this if Trump gets in. And I remember all the CEOs and people laughing, being like, oh, come on, man. You know, it was just the thought of it was so laughable to them at the time well you were and dumb I, and they were dumb i wrote a book about it trying to do my best it clearly did not matter now what do you think is going to happen four years later we've are living in this reality you have sharpened knives and no job what do you think is going to happen <laughs> anything could happen with no job and sharp knives man <laughs> i think it seems like one thing's going to happen but what do you think is going to happen with um, this specific election I look forward to Trump's acceptance speech tonight. So you think it'll be tonight and Trump will accept? Do you think that will actually be the result? No. <laughs> oh, okay. What do you think the actual, he's like in two a, weeks, a victory speech. in two weeks, what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think we'll be? Uh, legally? Yeah, legally. Let's go legally. I mean, Joe Biden will be the next president. I don't think he will ever be acknowledged as a president by Trump. I think Trump will continue to exist in this alternate reality, which will rock and be really funny and awesome, where he's just like, that's not the president. He's not the president. Don't call him president. He's not a real president. He didn't win. Um, and then I think Trump runs again in 2024. Okay, then who runs the Senate? Who runs the House? Like, is it going to flip at all? See, I, I don't think the Senate's going to flip. Okay. I think we're going to see a lot of blue at the top, red down the down the rest of the ballot. Um, I think that's going to be the surprise of election night. It's so like, you oh, think wow. it'll be Biden, McConnell, Pelosi within two months? God, I hope Pelosi turns it over to somebody else, but yes. Okay. So... Once again, why aren't you trying to go to Japan? Because I'm unemployed. <laughs> but you got all these knives, man. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could live in Japan. I mean, they've got their own shit. Every every place has its own shit. See, I like to oh. respectfully disagree. <laughs> yeah, you think our shit's worse? Yeah, our shit's definitely worse. Because this yeah. is all shit we chose. We're not from here. The majority of Americans aren't from here. We chose to come here. And That's we make true. life hell for the natives, literally. And then, not the hell part, the hell is not literal, but the natives, the people from here originally, originally, uh, we make it very bad for them. And then uh, whatever socioeconomic group you pretend to be in, then you make it worse for everybody else. Well, now I've heard you say that you, you would go to Canada, right? Absolutely. Does Canada need you and does Japan need me? Are we helping? Oh, no, I never said we were helpful. Okay. This isn't about them. We're Americans, goddammit. <laughs> Go wherever the fuck I want. That's right. <laughs> Home is where I decide it is. It kind of is. Um until they don't let you travel there. <laughs> then it's not. Yeah, I don't think Japan wants me. Uh, no, it definitely know. doesn't. No, not at all. And and rightfully so. I think you actually 
if I remember correctly, you were also predicting a Hillary win. I was predicting a Hillary win, but I said there would be a screw job. You did say that. I said it would be. I didn't say it'd be a Montreal screw job. Obviously, that's a wrestling thing. I I didn't think it would be a Moscow screw job. I was wrong. It was that. But I said there would be some kind of chicanery. I said there'd be a dusty finish, which yeah. I stand by. That's a, that's what happened. No, it is. And do you, you you see the same happening tonight? Unfortunately, not unfortunately. No, I don't. I think it's going to be a blue sweep. You do. You so you think we're we're getting the Senate as well. Well, I wouldn't say we, number one, but I would say that, hey. yeah, if you're the, the majority of people that vote are single ticket voters, um, mm-hmm. very rarely do people vote um, for a president and a vice president, sorry, a president and a senator from different parties. That being said, on 2004 election night, I was not outside the White House. I was in Barack Obama's victory party at a hotel in Chicago working for my college newspaper and radio station, asking voters specific leading questions like you were doing in 2016, except my thing was, how are you going to feel if George W. Bush is elected again? And I was so dumb, not realizing this is a wartime president. A lot of the people there voted for Obama and George W. Bush. That's so weird. And then when people told me that, I realized I'm asking a bad question. I should stop asking this question. Are there any other races that you're excited about tonight or following or are on your radar? Um, no, not really. I'm following everything due to where I live and who I'm married to and in theory the type of work I'd like to do, but I'm not entirely... I'm actually super interested in what happens with 22 in California, but that's not a person. Okay. Because I think that right. will determine the gig economy for the majority of Americans. Yeah, it, it, it's, it will be a precedent for yeah. sure. Um, that's the kind of thing that that's the kind of thing that in other cases like starts unions. Does that make sense? Yeah, no question. No question. That, that could very well be a result of it. Um, I am keeping my eye on the North Carolina Senate race with uh, Cal Cunningham the uh the democrat running for senate in north carolina who had the funniest sex scandal i think uh, have you read the texts yeah i don't care basic... oh it's so funny though um i'd like to see him win i think that's cool i think it's like one of these rare instances where a scandal comes out and kind of helps the candidate because these these texts he was sending were just really sweet and adorable <laughs> he was like it would make my day to kiss you right now and she's like you're so sweet i'd enjoy that <laughs> like woo, steamy. Uh, so I'd like to see him win. <laughs> yeah, do you, I don't know. Do you have people in your life that are just convinced that everything's going to hell even faster, and that it's going to be a fascist state by the end of the night? Mm, I, I I don't think anybody in my life that says things like that are. I don't think they're true. I don't buy it. I don't think they're that convinced. Okay. Okay. You know, I think it's a little bit of posture. I don't know anybody that is truly like hunkering up on supplies and, you know, buying firearms and getting ready for the war. Because most people I know are fairly privileged or if not privileged, apathetic, understandably. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's kind of charged up in that way. Do you know anybody that's charged up with excitement either side? Uh, I have a Trump voting half brother. Is he like pumped for tonight? Yeah. 
There you go. I have, a, I have, a, I have, a, I have a two hundred dollar bet with him. What side are you on? I don't know. I mean, I'm betting that Biden wins. Um, he is how old is he? He's 22, 23. He's a half brother. He lives out in Washington. Loves guns. Has a bunch of guns. Um, convinced that it's going to be a blowout for Trump, and that's like so fun for me to like. It's so funny that um, the 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 bubble in which he kind of exists with the news he reads and stuff. But then it would be even funnier if Trump did blow, like you know win by a landslide i'd feel very dumb based on the numbers alone that's why i said it's going to be a blue wave and the fact that the lakers won the nba championship and the dodgers won the mlb championship makes me think that okay yeah this is it the teams that are most stacked all the numbers all the projections Mm -hmm. they actually played out correctly there was no weirdness about that so you know what why not and also it doesn't hurt to believe the numbers even if the numbers can be wrong that's all i like that i'll go also i'm a big fan of lebron and (laughs) the more i think about lebron the less sad i get that's that's also fair yeah the the i don't know the storefronts are being boarded up on sunset boulevard where i live um there's definitely an eerie energy in the air something i thought was kind of poetic is um you know the old adage that like you know bad weather helps helps Republicans on election day mm-hmm. stops people from voting. You know, I looked at the radar today across the country and it's like pretty much not any rain in the entire country. Yeah. It's really, really, the... really pretty here in Washington, DC where um, 92% of the people last time did not vote for the current president. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe as you say, I, you know, we all have this PTSD, right? Nobody really wants to go on record the same, or at least I'm speaking for myself, go on record the same way I did last I don't, time. I don't understand why people aren't cool with it. Because, like, just say, like, oh, I was wrong. No one cares. Yeah, it's true. The stakes are very low. The stakes are always low. Even if you're the president, the stakes are very low. You just make up your own narrative. Has no one learned that? <laughs> we learned nothing else from the it's past wrestling, you dummies. <laughs> How do you plan on spending the night? Uh, listening to my wife on the radio and doing what I do every election year, every time she's on the radio, which is clean. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all I do every time. So like since 2000, um, that's when I actually start. This is so, yep, I'm doing the exact same thing. In 2000, I remember being up all night as a 17-year-old who was one month shy of being 18, so I couldn't vote. And following that election for weeks, and that's when I started my zine Wow, because I had been recently kicked off my college, my high school paper. I was this editor of my high school paper, and I got kicked off for writing like a glowing review of Dogma and publishing an op-ed by the one openly gay student. But I wouldn't put her name on it for obvious. She didn't want to be whatever. So <laughs> it was a Catholic school, so I started a zine because of that, and it was like almost entirely about the election. And um, they said you can't do that. I said freedom for free press, and they're like it's a private school, idiot. Like that doesn't exist here. And I said touche. And uh, that's why I've been prepared for this for the last 20 years. So you're going to start another zine tonight? That's it. And so I'm just doing zines. That's good. We need more zines in this country. That's what's going to save this country. Uh-huh. 100%. Going to Office Max and writing down that you made eight copies when you made 800. 